everybody. We are back. We have not forgot about you. It's been an absolute whirlwind for the main character of this podcast, and that's been Jimmy Bendek. We are here, episode four, The Journey, Life on Tour with Jimmy Bendek. Jimmy, you still uh, doing all right, man? Hey, David. Yeah, I'm doing doing well. It's been a, a crazy couple weeks, that's for sure, but um, you know, glad to be back home for a day to, to get this podcast done and, and to refresh a little bit and uh, back on the road tomorrow. Okay, so let's give like a quick recap for all of our listeners. You had your very first tournament where you actually won the title in Mexico. That second yep. week was food poisoning issue. You didn't stay in Mexico. You came back home, got healthy, had a good practice week. You then had the Oracle Challenger in New Haven, which um, you, had a, you had a really good showing. That's a big tournament. You actually lost in a close super breaker to the eventual champions and and many of the listeners know these names rob galloway and nathaniel lamons very good doubles players um and then from there you went to the houston 25k and was that at rice university that was at rice university yep yeah so why don't you kind of talk us uh talk a little bit about houston then you played a a really really cool exhibition and then just the tournament that you got back from in, in harlingen texas yeah, so obviously when I got back from New Haven, um, the following week went to Houston, and it was kind of weird. So I played qualifying, lost uh, first round qualifying, uh, which was tough against a pretty good player that plays for A and M. Um, and then yeah, we were supposed to be playing doubles, um, basically on Tuesday, and there was actually a tropical storm in Houston, so it was kind of a crazy week. Um, kind of sat at the tournament around every single day from Tuesday to Friday. Um, and really finally got to play the first doubles match on Friday night at 8.30 p.m. It was kind of crazy, and uh, I played um, with a guy named Ricardo Rodriguez, who's a, a player from Venezuela, um, pretty good doubles player. Um, not really a doubles player per se, but he's a very good tennis player, and, and we definitely had uh, good chances. We played uh, Harrison Adams and George Goldoff, so my partner in Cancun is right. who I, uh, the guy I played against. Um and yeah, we actually we actually had a pretty good match. We split sets and lost uh, in the third set tiebreaker in the first round, which is kind of unfortunate. Um, but overall, you know, it was just a tough week, right? When you sit at a tournament for for five days without, um, you know, basically barely hitting tennis balls because there's no indoor courts and all the courts are wet. Um, it was really tough, you know. It was just it was just a really really long week, and um, you know, we lost that Friday night. Ended up staying um, in Houston that night. And the plan was to go to Harlingen um, the next day, and because Houston is is closer to Harlingen than than Waco, um, ended up driving on uh, Saturday morning to play back to Waco because I got called uh, uh, to fill in for Marty Fish for an exhibition in Waco, and I actually got to do an exhibition uh, and program with the Bryan brothers. Yeah, uh, so bef- Sam Query. Yeah, so before we kind of get into to detail with that, typically. Um, just for our listeners, you said you played your first round doubles match on a Friday night. You would typically yeah. play that most likely on a Tuesday or a Wednesday at the latest, correct? Ex- exactly. Right. Yeah. Usually the Friday nights is when the semifinals being played. Okay. Um, so or Friday afternoon. Um, so it was a very unusual tournament, um, in terms of just how much we had to wait. Um, and just the whole atmosphere of the tournament was very, I wouldn't say negative, but there's a lot of, uh, anxiety among the players just because we we honestly didn't even know if they were going to get to finish the tournament because if we didn't get that match in on on friday night 
um, they would have actually canceled the doubles. So um, it was definitely a crazy, a crazy week and a crazy experience just having to kind of sit in Houston every single day kind of doing nothing. And those um, costs and, don't get, I mean, you have expenses obviously that week where you're staying or whatever. And if you, there's a chance, another bad day of weather, that tournament gets canceled and you're all out. I mean, it's just a wasted week, which you really yeah. uh, don't want and can't afford to have right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, one of the lucky things I, I got to stay with my uncle there um, and it made a huge difference and, and uh, obviously not having to pay rent and, and, you know, having some meals there every night. And it was great. It was great that, you know, he was there and he took care of us and it made a huge difference, obviously, for, for, for my experience there. And obviously, uh, cost effectively, like it made a huge difference. Um, for sure. Um, throughout that whole trip, right? Because I'm not, I didn't, I didn't end up spending $500 for a hotel. Um, and I also drove there. So, um, you know, the expenses are definitely very limited. Uh, on that trip, which is really awesome. It's so uh, key. Made, every <laughs> every little thing helps. And again, a lot of this is just using the resources that you had. Okay. Yeah, it made a huge difference. Let's go forward to uh, what was such a cool, cool um, event for you was this exhibition. How did that about? And um, you know, who who called you? Did you even know there was an exhibition coming up? And and again, you subbed in for Marty Fish, and you played with Sam Query against the Bryan brothers. Yeah, I mean, I, I I knew the exhibition was going on. I actually wanted to go watch it, um, but obviously, I had I had to play my tournaments. And um, yeah, basically, in the morning, I got called by the you know by the people running the event, and and they needed someone. And obviously, I I wasn't gonna lose on lose on the opportunity to to get to play with some of my idols, right? We're talking about the two greatest doubles players of all time and, you know, and Sam Querrey, right? Like, you know, perennially top 20 American. So obviously I wanted to take that opportunity. And to be honest with you, it was one of the best experiences of my life. Um, it was it was an absolutely, absolutely incredible experience. Like I, I actually played really well in the exhibition, had a lot of fun, um, got to meet a lot of really awesome people here in Waco. Um, like I would, I can't tell you how much of an amazing experience that was, and and um, you know what a platform that is to be able to play at that level with those guys, um, you know, but also raise money for charity at the same time, and and um, you know it was, it was just overall a really positive experience. Really glad I it was kind of a sacrifice because driving up three hours or three and a half hours from Houston to Waco to then be on court for about five hours was not necessarily what was best for my professional tennis career. Um, because the next day I had to wake up at 3 a.m. and drive seven hours to Harlingen and play a first round qualities match right out of the car. Um, so it was a very, it was a very crazy, uh, turn of events, but, um, personally in my life, that was one of the best experiences I've ever had on a tennis court. So really, really, really awesome experience and, and had set points against the Bryan brothers, but couldn't convert. So (laughs) serving, I was serving for it, but, um, you know, it was it was just overall good. You know, it wasn't necessarily about winning or losing. You know, it's an exhibition event, but it was just it was just all just generally being able to see their level and be around them. You know, granted, it's an exhibition event, but they were definitely trying. Um, you, you know, because they need to entertain and need, they need to make sure that it's it's competitive. And um, you know, I was there. I hung out. I hung with them. You know, I was I was you know maybe not at their level, but I was definitely around their level, and and it was very promising and um, almost inspiring and motivating for for the weeks. You to have come. time either before or after to kind of pick their brains. I I would imagine you'd want to. I mean, what an opportunity for you not only to be on the same court, play with them, but 
kind of get inside their heads a little bit that championship mentality how they look at you know how they look at certain things yeah yeah i definitely got to talk to them a lot um you know one thing i I like to mention they're just incredible people right they're very interested in what i was doing in my career they're very interested um and they're just very humble and kind and and they you know they they talk to the baylor men's tennis as well and you know, I just got to learn a lot about, you know, what, what it takes and, and some of the hardships and, and maybe how they look at practicing and how they look at tennis, right? And um, it's already stuff that I've taken into into account and stuff that I do on the court, right? And they're very intense and very um, specific in the way that they do things in their practice. Um, and they don't, they don't really take time uh, and they don't really mess around when they're on the court. And that's something, obviously... I try to be as professional as possible, but there's, you know, at every different level there, there's people do things differently and the way that they, they do things is very uh, unique. And I thought that's something that could definitely make my game better, right? They're very no nonsense and they, they, they make the time that they spend on court um, worth it, right? They, they don't necessarily practice a lot, I guess, but they, they hit more balls than most people in an hour and a half than other people hit in four hours. So it's just definitely something I took into account and, um, you know, something that I'm applying super, every day that I'm on the cool. court. So now you, you experience that. You, you obviously have a little high just from playing on the same court as those guys. You now get in a car and you drive, what, six hours to, to Harlingen for the next tournament. Now, when you drive, when you yeah, do this yeah. in six hours, I mean, you, you obviously stop, refill gas, you get food. You're not stopping at the local McDonald's or whatever. Are you packing food with you? Um, that, that you have specific meals that you're eating in the car because you're not, you can't afford to stop at, uh, you know, a McDonald's or a Taco Bell or whatever it is. And uh, <laughs> to, to, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, I did stop at a McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually, so I woke up, I woke up at, at 2.45 in the morning. So I, I had about four hours of sleep, which is probably not, you know, the best thing I could have done, but it was, it was, it was what I had to work with, right? Either, either I didn't play the match or, I didn't make the sacrifice of driving all day, right? And and so I woke up at two thirty in the morning. I got in the car and I started driving. Um, I actually stopped at a McDonald's to sleep um, for forty five minutes because I was kind of dozing off on the road. And obviously, my health is more important than any sort of tennis match I'll ever I'll ever play. Um, and yeah, then I got back on the road and I actually got I arrived probably at ten fifteen, um, warmed up and played my match at eleven. It was one of the definitely one of the mentally and physically toughest experiences of my life. Um, but it was worth it, you know, getting that experience with the Bryan brothers was worth going back to Waco and driving all those hours. And obviously it wasn't necessarily best for my tennis, um, especially my singles. Um, but I won the match that day. Right. And, and it was definitely a positive experience. I actually played really well. Um, I couldn't really move, but I played really, I was hitting the ball really well. And, um, Ended up winning the ma- the next the, the next day. I actually beat the guy I lost to the week before um, in a match as well. Also, I was physically pretty taxed, but I was just playing really good tennis. Um, and yeah, it was it was an overall good experience. Obviously, driving to Harlingen was really rough, but um, after three days, but this I felt is what recovered. this is what's so cool about doing this project. I mean, thank you for sharing that. And we talk all the time. It's not just about what happens on the tennis court. It's the journey of having to do what you just described. And it, it week in and week out. And that's why you see a lot of these guys, they may try it for a couple months or something and then just do something else. Um, you know, 
this is what it is. And this is the whole point of this project. This is not flying on private jets like Roger Federer, playing in the best stadiums, playing in the best countries in the world. I mean, this you are seeing what it's truly like trying to make it from the ground up in professional tennis. And, and Jimmy, again, thank you for, for yeah. going into the detail. That's the whole purpose of us doing this. So to continue that week, you actually, you just got done last night. You actually had a heck of a week in, in doubles. You made the finals, um, came up a lit, just a tad bit short, but another quality week for you. Yeah. Yeah. So this week, um, you know, I, I really put a lot of effort in singles this week. I, you know, I won my first two qualifying matches, um, beat, beat the guy I lost to the week before. So clear improvement there. Um, and I actually ended up losing to George Goldoff, which is my doubles partner, um, which was my doubles partner in Cancun. And then the same guy I lost to in Houston in doubles. Um, and then, yeah, we had a pretty good week in doubles. I played with a guy named Timo Stodder, who is an All-American from Tennessee, really good player. Um, we beat uh, Austin Rapp and Preston Toliotos, which were uh, two All-Americans. Uh, ironically enough, Preston and Timo were doubles partners at Tennessee. They are the ones who are All-Americans together this past year. And Austin Rapp made the semis of uh, NCAAs. Austin, I believe, is around 400 in the world in doubles, and Preston's around 700 and with a pretty limited playing schedule, so they're really good doubles players. Uh, won that match in the first round. Uh, got a bye over the one seeds uh, the second round. Uh, third round played Nico Mejia, and actually another guy named Jose Bendek had the same last name as me. Which I was, saw that. Uh, I, I didn't know if that was a, a distant cousin or something, but I saw it, him. It must be because our name, <laughs> our last name, is not very common. So um, I got to meet him, and, and um, yeah, we played Nico Mejia, which is around three fifty in doubles, and and um, and Jose, and and we had a pretty good match and beat him six four six zero, and then we made it to the finals. Um, last night, right? And so this tournament was actually full of controversy as well. Um, we actually didn't play the first doubles match until 11.30 p.m. on Thursday night, um, which was tough because there was actually heat delays uh, in this tournament where it was too hot to play um, during the day. So all the matches basically started every night around 6.30 or 6. That's crazy. Um, and so we found ourselves in a really awkward schedule and um, definitely definitely difficult physically, right? Because you wake up preparing to play at 10 or 11 or 12, and then you find yourself, find yourself playing 12 hours later. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was extremely, extremely tough. Um, you know, but, you know, and it was really hard to stay positive, right? Because we're supposed to be done with the tournament. If you're winning the tournament, you're supposed to be done on, on Saturday, you know, midday. Um, but again, we weren't even sure if this tournament was going to finish. We were just sitting there kind of all day waiting at the tournament site. Um, you know, and Harlingen, you know, credit to the tournament director there and, and unbelievable job bringing fans out. But, it, you know, it wasn't necessarily the, the greatest facility ever. And so it wasn't really the coziest situation to be in. Um, made it extremely difficult, you know, made it a lot of controversy, made it everyone really was on edge at this tournament because it was just the conditions weren't great. Um, you know, people were playing extremely late. The referees were tired. There's just a lot of things that went wrong. Um, and so it was a really not, it was really good to be one of the last men standing there, right? Because it was a testament of kind of like mentally how we were, right? Where, whether we would be able to make it through the week um, more mentally than anything. I mean, to be able to show up and, and be locked in in a match was extremely difficult at this tournament. And um, you know, I'm really happy I was able to do it because I, I was ha I was really struggling emotionally um, throughout the week. It was really really tough, and I, I 
to be honest with you, with you, everyone was struggling emotionally. It wasn't just me. So I think the people that were able to lock in um, and, and do well and who did well were, were able to get, you know, lock in in the moments that they were playing. Um, and yeah, it was a good week. I actually ended up losing to the same team I lost to the week before in George Goldhoff and Harrison Adams, again, in a third set tiebreaker. So that was kind of disappointing, um, you know, but they're an extremely good team. And um, actually, it's kind of funny because George and I have been traveling together. So um, I've been losing to the guy that I've been basically hanging out with nonstop every day, which is um, kind of unfortunate. But uh, I guess if you can't beat him, join him. Uh, George <laughs> and I are going to be playing in Norman, uh, Norman this coming week probably starting to starting tomorrow so <laughs> yep drove uh that's a four and a half hour drive so last night uh george and i got off the court um you know he, he won the you know he beat he beat me last night at around 7 30 p.m um you know we signed some autographs which was awesome took some pictures george did an interview um got our check and uh got on the road, drove six, six and a half, seven hours last night and, and got here pretty late last night, uh, to Waco, um, kind of to cut our, our trip in half to Norman. Um, and really just to get some rest to, to kind of refuel, you know, do some laundry, um, get some water basically just, just to, to save some money on the trip. And, and we're probably, um, not hundred percent sure yet, but depending on when, when our start time will be or when our start day will be, um, probably leaving tonight, so really not much time to rest and recover and um, hang out. Just really back on the road and and playing the next tournament. So, so where is your ranking right now? Because you've you again, you just started and you're you've had some really good results. Where's your doubles ranking right now? So right now, um, I could actually tell you in one second. I am. I will be moving up after this tournament to uh, 680 ATP. Um, so that's my ATP doubles ranking. Um, and I would say that's actually pretty decent considering I've, I have only four tournaments under my belt. Um, right. you know, really excited about that. Definitely ahead of schedule of what I was, uh, expecting, uh, if I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't think I was, you know, my goal for this, um, before, before this year was, you know, really be consistently in doubles tournaments, right? Be consistently not having to worry about qualifying in singles, not have to worry about getting wild cards, um, and the fact of the matter is I'm going to be in every single doubles tournament in the futures level That's that great. I apply to. So, um, you know, really, you know, really ahead of schedule, um, have a decent amount of tournaments left. I have, you know, this coming up in Norman, uh, Waco, Dallas, uh, Dallas Fort Worth tournament. Then I have, uh, hopefully the Houston challenger and then one more in Austin. So, um, decent amount of tur- tournaments left, uh, and definitely ahead of schedule, you know, really, really like where I am. Um, and I'm improving every single week, right? Like, unfortunately, lost to the same team twice, um, but really feel feel confident in in my game, right? Every time I go out there, I'm I'm playing well, and 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 mentally, I feel really excited to compete, um, especially when I get to play, right? It's tough the days where you know you, you sit there two three days at a tournament and you don't even play a match. It's really tough mentally, but when I get get the days where I wake up and I I practice and warm up to compete makes a huge difference, you know, and, and I feel like I've, 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 every day I've, I've performed well on the court and, and I think that's what matters. I'm improving. Um, For sure. And, and I so, would think, I would think Jimmy, really like, with doubles, even when you have these crazy type of weeks, 
you're at this level. Obviously, most people are not traveling with teams or their coaches, but with doubles, at least you have someone who's in the same predicament with you, shooting for the same goal with you as part of a team. That it makes it a little easier as opposed to if you were just playing singles and you were dealing with this, because you would feel even more isolated than than you already are. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was it was nice. I mean, George has been great to travel with, and and um, you know, him and I are in the talks of of uh, most likely you know, having, being set partners with each other starting next year, which I think will be a really great thing because it's kind of tough um, playing with a different partner every week, right? Um, it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. There's a lot you need to learn about your partner. There's a lot in terms of strategy, um, in terms of energy, um, just understanding how, you know, the way that your personality is, how to build their confidence. And so every playing with a different partner every week is definitely tough. Um, so hopefully, you know, moving forward, I'll be able to play just with one partner, uh, starting next year and and hopefully that'll be George. And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been really tough on the road, but honestly having George there with me, um, you know, we're going through the same stuff and, and things get chippy, you know, like it's not, it's not necessarily like it's all like, you know, teddy bears and flowers, you know, it's, it's, there's some days in practice where, where things were just, you know, people were getting frustrated. It's just the, it's just the truth, you know, like everyone was very on edge because you know we're three days in warmed up three different times for a match sat at the tennis center six hours and didn't get to play a match just mentally fatiguing that's just yeah just wait like really wasting time you know because we're not we're not really getting better at tennis because we can't really just go practice we can't really just you know go work out we can't like it's not it's not the best situation um and so it's really it's all about you know zoning it in when you have to and 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 having someone there who who's going through the same thing but also is a really good person makes a huge difference so before we kind of end this um i think we want to kind of take a step back a little bit it's been um you said you played in four tournaments it's been about five six weeks since you've kind of started this journey how Mm -hmm. are you on equipment on cash flow on, on all the stuff that, um, you know, transportation, the, the, the gas um, costs, food, how are you doing with, with your budget, so to speak? Yeah, I'm actually doing pretty good. Um, obviously, it's, it's when you're traveling in somewhere like Harlingen, you, you can't cook. You're spending a lot of money on food, um, you know, because I'm eating four or five times a day. Um, so that's really that's really the biggest expense I'm having. I'm, I'm, we've done a really good job of finding cheap hotel or, or finding housing. Um, so that hasn't been a great expense. And the other great thing is like when you're winning, you're making money, you know? So, so you're almost like this, this, this past tournament, I think I broke even, um, in Harlingen. So obviously in, in Houston, I didn't come close to breaking even, but I made four, I, I won $450 in Harlingen. Um, and because I'm splitting the gas with George, that's basically breaking even. Right. Um, and so, you know, I'm, most of the money is going into the food and the hotel and then stringing, uh, and so those are just expenses that are that are you know that you have every single tournament and you don't really you can't really control it. Um, but as long as like you know I'm not going and because I'm not flying, um, because I'm not staying at a really expensive hotel and I'm splitting it with someone, it's actually been going really well um, in terms of in terms of expenses and in terms of how much money I'm spending. Um, and obviously winning that check at the end of the week, you know three four hundred dollars every week goes a long way. For sure. Um, so, just you know, in the end, if you if you're winning, if I'm if I'm winning these these futures or you're filing these futures, um, 
you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be doing okay. Uh, obviously as, as, you know, as I start traveling more, uh, maybe going to Europe, maybe going to different countries, it's going to get more expensive, right? Because then you start spending money on, on flight tickets. Um, but luckily, um, you know, I, I had the opportunity that there's these tournaments around the area that I live in here in Texas. Um, and it's allowed me to take a car and travel there. And that saved me, you know, really thousands of dollars um, versus a lot of people who live in other parts of the country who, you know, there's people who literally traveled from California, took a flight to Houston, took a flight from Houston to Harlingen, or taking a flight from Harlingen to Oklahoma City um, for Norman, right? And that's crazy, right? That's, you know, between a thousand, and then they have to take a flight from Norman back to wherever they live, and that's thousands of dollars. You know, that's a couple thousand dollars in flights right there. Me, I'm just paying, you know, $60 for gas on a trip. Um, and that goes a really long way, right? And, and then at these tournaments, I have my car for transportation. So I'm not paying an Uber or I'm not paying, um, you know, et cetera, for whatever it would be to, to get from uh, point A to point B. So um, really, really done a good job. And it was intentional, right? My scheduling these tournaments was intentional for the fact that it was going to be very uh, fiscally responsible. For sure. And, I, and I'll say this. I mean, I know just in talking with you, whether it's on these podcasts or, or off the pod, outside of the podcast, um, it, it, you've been through a lot. It's not easy. And you knew that going in. And all I can say is from an outsider talking with you, you're, you're doing just fine, man. You played four tournaments and you've had some heck of a result, uh, some really, really solid results. So how hard it is everyone's in the same boat trying to do what you're doing and not everyone's getting the same results that you are so keep plugging away day by day and yep. uh thank Appreciate you for it. thank you for i know we went a little bit longer today just because we had we had a lot to catch up on um and i know you're leaving most likely tonight so safe travels and best of luck in, in norman and we'll uh we'll be sure to do this again soon man thanks david i really appreciate it thanks jimmy well, there you have it. Episode four in the books. Uh, Jimmy Bendick, he's doing a great, great job. And, and like we said, it's not just all that's on the court. It's everything else outside the court and who can handle those elements the best. And so far, Jimmy seems to be doing just fine. So thank you all for listening and appreciate it. And again, you could see all updates from Jimmy on his Make a Champ website, along with um, various social media, whether it's Jimmy's social media or my social media being for tennis. See you all. Thank you.